You're listening to Force Fed Digital. BXU Heard. podcast that could have been anything and by the way we're live yo what's going on it's your boy rich kingsbridge rich from the my bronx story podcast and today's title of today's episode is called a yo and so today we're gonna go into some a yo moments i got some a yo stories we got some a yo news happening and we're gonna talk a little bit about that but in the meanwhile Get your lighters, your spliffs, and get your tune all ready because we're going to dive right in. All right, guys. So I've been watching TikTok as I often do. And this is not the reason why I was starting this podcast. I had the subject matter because I was getting high and I had a story in my mind that was kind of triggering. I'm going to talk about it in a little bit. But as I'm in the world of TikTok, as I usually am, I come across this face of this guy that makes me cringe, and his name is DJ Academics. And it so happens that the subject I was going to talk on was around that world. So I'm like, now I got confirmation from the universe I was supposed to talk about this. But now I'm passionate because I can't stand this guy's face. I can't stand this guy's voice. And I think what I don't like about this guy is that I've been seen through him for a long time. And so a lot of times he has like an MO of arguing with girls. That's a big red flag. Like when you argue, and not girls, women. When you argue with women as a man, like I'm talking about like full-fledged argument, like emotionally charged arguments, right? And, and you're on a public platform and look, don't get me wrong. This dude, he does his thing. He's uh, very famous, you know? So he, he's doing his thing on that world. And, you know, you got to bring in a little controversy here and there. But the other thing about controversy is that like, it's like gambling. High risk, you know, gives you high reward. Like, if you keep playing the fence and, and tiptoeing around, you probably won't get anywhere, you know? And so I even run the risk of doing that on this podcast because today I'm going to talk on something that once upon a time was hella cringe for me. Once upon a time, it brought me to certain feelings that are negative. And this is just observing. This is just, you know, uh, the sense, the thought of. And today's topic has to do with homosexuality. And for those out there who are listening, I can get serious on it. We can get humorous. We're going to kind of, you know, play around with, with, with all of that because I think that it takes certain platforms and conversations so people could be comfortable on the matter. So I feel secure enough in my skin that I can kind of take a few jokes for myself and tell y'all a few stories that, like, I only reserve for pillow talk up until this point. So I'm putting it out there and you're already laughing because... As you all know, my stories be a little crazy. And I have crazy gay stories too. That was enticing, right? Look at how you said, ooh, no, not like that. Freka. <laughs> but it almost went like that. And I'm gonna kinda ask y'all throughout this, like, you know, I mean, it, it could be a little humorous, but I don't have a built-in gaydar, right? I read that term too, right? I don't have a built-in gaydar. And so through my life, I had like, there was people who were gay and I didn't know that they were gay because I wasn't looking at that. And so, like, my joint ain't sharp. Hey, yo. I, like, all right, so 
I'm going to take it to AO, and I'm going to explain why. Because Cameron and Mace and them, they're known for pause. We've been saying pause for years. But before they were saying pause, I was up on the original pause, the give me mine, no pause. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, you see? Unlock memory. Because once upon a time, when you said pause, it's because you said a bad joke. Mm -hmm. Not anything that was like the AO. So I don't call it pause. I don't say, I be saying pause though around people who I think are going to understand the pause. Mm -hmm. But I just kind of keep it at AO. So today's topic is AO. And I'm going to talk a little bit about it. And we're going to have some fun. But for those who are um, joining for the first time, thank you. Please bear with me. <laughs> for those who are coming back, you already know what time it is. And I thank you for your support. You guys, um, everybody, follow me on all my socials because you got a little bit of everything there. And that's all I need to say on that. To my left, we got some guests. We got T1, right? And then to my right, we got T2. They are in the background because we're all shook to death about being canceled. Me more because I'm starting a platform, and y'all don't know T1 and T2 could be anything but Kingsbridge Rich, My Wrong Story. Hey, I told you a couple episodes ago, I got people say, yo, you Kingsbridge Rich? Like, so, you know what I mean? I kind of arrived somewhere, you know what I mean? And I got a good thing going. I'm not trying to brag and get my head all big. Whoa, hey, yo. Hey, yo. So, um... Anyway, cringeworthy. Back to academics, bro. This guy, he gets on my nerves. I see this guy's face. It, it, it irks me. I know he's not about that life. Now more than ever, I believe so. This is why. This dude, he gets it on with a rapper, right? So this is a rapper who was born a male, right? And I'm just going to say LGBT plus community so I don't miss anybody. So that plus sign, boom. Is at the end. Y'all got that? Everybody else? It's like the award shows, you know, when you're giving shout-outs to people. I'm sorry if I missed you. Like, this is what I'm saying. That plus sign is the, I'm sorry if I missed you. Not that you're any less important than the L. I don't know why it's arranged that way. It do look good with the L. I think, anyway, that's my ADHD. History for that. We have to go back on We got to go back on the, right? History. What came first? The, yeah. the L or the B? Who came first? Wait. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. So, anyway, about academics, yeah. So, he got this MO of arguing with women, which, and he gets emotionally charged by that, which is already a bad sign, right? But now, he gets into this problem with the, with the rapper named Saucy Santana. And y'all can, can read the article for yourselves. I'm not going to get into too many stories about his story, but this story also reminds me of why you never underestimate people and why homosexuality is not a sign of weakness, like, like, so if we think of masculine energy and feminine energy, are we saying infeminate means weak because women are strong? Mm -hmm. You get it? So somewhere along the lines, people have this perceived weakness. And maybe it is that the male is perceived to have to be, you know, strong in the strength, right? And, and, and this is just to certain people in society. But if you came from the hood, like I have, then you've seen a G or two who happened to be of that community. Mm -hmm. Somebody that will either give you the, the windmill hands and smacks or someone that's going to square with fist and their whole body mannerism is going to, all right, cool, I'm going to turn this switch back to male real quick to, and, and, and do the, and I'm going <laughs> to, I got a couple people who come to mind on that. So anyway, I know academics don't know no better because he would have known this fact. And so here he goes, in whatever way he does, he offends and he's yapping at his mouth, right? A, a, a saucy Santana. 
<laughs> I'm going to read this. The New Jersey native began to cry as he explained how beefing with Santana was triggering his past and moving him to believe that he'd get canceled and labeled a homophobe if he said the wrong thing. I'm going to tell you why he went way beyond that. According to the article, Saucy Santana says, not only I'm paraphrasing it, not only am I going to whip your ass, but I'm going to you in the Ayo. So not only do you want to give me these hands, but you want to give me that joint too? Bro, imagine that. that like, that's losing twice. But who's the... like? That's not something you say every day to a person. You got to get really mad at a person to come out and, and threaten that. So that's like a reverse Uno card, right? Like, he just flipped it on you. He's like, nah, dude. It's very offensive in any respect. But that clap back, how you come back from that? And that's how he tried to come back from that. But it was already here, gone too far. I'm going to tell you something that I've seen that told me early on to revisit what the hell I thought about gay people. And this happened on a hood-ass block in the Bronx, my old block, Kingsbridge and Morris. Let me tell you a little bit about this block. There's not one house on this block. This block is a long walk one way with an incline. Mm -hmm. Nothing but big buildings. Most of them are connected. You can jump through building to building. This block at this time had three crack spots. This block had a crew called 25 to Life Stick-Up Kids. My crew and my generation were like the younger ones that went around in the hood, but these dudes were, they were sticking up houses, sticking up spots. That was our, so to be on our block was not easy, no matter who you was. But there's a gentleman on this block. His name is Pee Wee, right? He's a boy of mine. Rest in peace to Pee Wee, right? But he had officially came out. But before coming out, this dude got it on with police, got it on with people. Let me describe his image a little bit because he had this... Rugged, raw, raspy voice. It was crazy. He just twisted his grill in a certain way that, like, you know, he just looked super tough and, and, and just his whole facial expression and demeanor. There had been times that I'd be on the block with the older heads, and that's how I met him, that I'd be just posted up on the block and some Mormons would pass by. He'll go take a watch. He'll tap somebody's pockets on Kingsbridge. Always just strong-arming people like nothing. Like, it was so easy to him. So easy. With, without a weapon. One, two, three, in the building, out. And, and still back, back to the spot we were all talking. He was one of them dudes. But, you know, there was something in the background going on with him, whatever. That's people's personal business. But on Front Street, he was a hood-ass dude. You'd never know anything different until one day he comes out the building at 2710, swinging the door wide open, he got a skirt on. <laughs> I'm going to take it back again. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. The term A-E-O wasn't out, but no one would have said A-E-O when he came out with his skirt mm -hmm. and walked past the stick-up block, through the stick-up block, and three crack spots because he was who he was. Aside from that, you would have been shook. Live by the sword, die by the sword. This dude got, that's how he passed away, actually. He got stabbed in the eye. And then he got an infection. But this dude made me question everything I thought about a gay person being synonymous with any form of weakness. And not that at the time I thought they were weak, but the whole thing about infeminate and like that was pretty much pressed on my mind. 
as is a lot of people, as is academics. And again, funny, I was thinking about this certain story I'm going to share with you before academics, but I had to get that out the way because it happened to be on my TikTok feed at the same time I was thinking about this. And I had to throw that in there and tell that story because there's a few people I've heard of or known in the hood that would give you those hands, but much worse if they was to flip you over after that. That is crazy. That is crazy. Right. Now, I'm going to tell you why that's even crazier to me. Because, again, for those who can't see me, I am five foot four. Right? So I got to, uh, you know, hey, hey, you know. That's who I am entirely. Right? Uh, yeah. Anyway, five foot four. So there's this existential threat that's upon me when I go outside. If I think about somebody trying to take my manhood. <laughs> think about it. If I was at that point, somebody might think that I'm an easier target. I feel like I don't give that impression, but that's not up to me to decide. But anyway, all to say, this is at a time that I was doing Uber. For a little while, I was doing Uber. Press for cash, obviously, because who the fuck does Uber when they got money? <laughs> right? And this is probably my first month in of doing Uber. I put the app on. It's early in the morning. I'm super strapped for cash, so I'm trying to make a little extra than the regular hours I'd be doing. It's probably four in the morning I leave the house. When I put the app on, it gives me a ping. This, at this time, we're living on Burnside. So I'm on Burnside. I get to the car. I go all the way over to, um, to Fordham Road, Fordham and Jerome. So I'm like, I make this U-turn. I see there's a whole crowd of people, so I can't really tell who's the person that's going to come in. I see the name. So I was like, okay, let me look for her. There's a whole mob of men. So then I see three women with dresses coming toward the car. So I'm like, okay, cool. There was a female's name on the app. So it can't be the hundred men that are over there accosting these women. And I, I'm playing the hero role at this point with this U-turn because I'm trying to extract y'all from an unsafe situation because y'all have dresses and y'all on Fordham Road at like four in the morning on a weekend. And so the door flings open, mad perfume comes into the car. Before they come in the car, they're smelt up at that time. <sighs> they come in, close the door. At this point, I still don't know how far the drive is going to be because you don't tell until you kind of like, all right, cool. Now they're in the car, boom. And then I press it and I see it's a long trip. It's like 50 minutes. I'm like, oh, okay. It says Queens, right? So I went to confirm the lady's name. I can't remember what her name is. So we're going to pretend it's Jennifer. So I'm like, uh, Jennifer, right? And she goes, ooh, but you sound like Romeo Santos. So I went to giggle and turn around. And at that point, I saw the facial features. But the thing is that the way I turned around, I was smiling. Like, you know, giggling. No offense, babe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because that's crazy. But no, I'm just, yeah, babe, babe. No, I, I tend to call T1 babe because, like, that's a little, it's a funny thing we do. Anyway, yeah, T1. Um, yeah, so, like, I turned around with a smirk. You know what I mean? I thought it was funny because, yeah. You guys tell me if I sound like Romeo. <clears throat> Let me find out. Y'all laughing. That nah. means it's... Nah, right now. Nah. Anyway, people tell me on TikTok all the time. Here, take the weed for me. I'm babysitting, right? That's what, that's what the term is. So I'm here with a smirk, and now I'm, I'm analyzing the face. So I don't know what my smirk is doing, if it's still smirking or whatever. But now I'm like... And then I look to the right, and then I look more to the right. And there was one that, like... That look, I don't know what to call it, look better done, more convincible, whatever you want to call it. 
There was one more than any, so I'm looking at her, hoping that that's Jennifer, and and she just got the gay wingman because I heard that's a thing, and I didn't. I wish I knew that back in the days because I would have had like we would have drew straws amongst like our friends when we went out, and made somebody the designated gay guy to just take an L for the whole team, and then we would have merged with other girls because we would have diffused like whatever hesitation. You know what I mean? Like, but it's too late. I've been shacked up for 17 years this month. It's too late. I think, I what, you done that before? No, she's I, in winking like she's... No, I think we uh, have one in the family. Uh, so, but <laughs> shoot, that, that that's a strategy. I wish I knew that earlier. I, I Anyway, well, I missed the mark on that one. But that's a thing. So that could have been the thing in the car. But it wasn't. These three were all... Um, I can't tell you if they still had equipment or didn't have equipment, but I could tell you what they was born like. That's that's what I can, uh, in the politically correct way, say. But here's the thing. I have 50, 50 more minutes with them. <laughs> My ears are hot as hell. Y'all are behind me. I know now what it feels like to feel like meat. Hey, yo. I didn't say I felt their meat. I said I felt Ayo. like... I Wait, I'm clarifying because y'all putting a crazy face. <laughs> Look at y'all. So... I felt like meat. All right, I'm going to change that around. I didn't feel no meat. I didn't feel like meat. And by the way, about feeling meat, this whole glizzy gobbler thing has got to go. This summer 2024, the first barbecue, you give me some vegetarian what's the Frankfurter hot dogs, I'm eating them bunless. I'm eating them double barrel. Two in one hand. No ketchup. Because we... we Yo, we, we kicking down walls and doors. Hey, yo. Yo. We're, nah, let me chill out. Let me chill out. But anyway, all to say, I got like 50 more minutes with them. And now they're just having fun with the say this and say that of Romeo. And I'm like getting a little, it's getting, it got old as soon as I got in the car. You know what I mean? Now they want to change their addresses around. Right? So now I got stops. Now I got to go even further. The first one is 50 minutes. Right? I drop off. Then the second one starts telling, asking me, like, yo, are you faithful? I think you're cute. Turn around. So after I turn around, <laughs> right? I'm, like, saying thank you because, like, right, what am I supposed to do? Hey, I, I mean, is that an A-O? Look, I'm going to... We're learning. This is a learning environment, right? That's what this podcast is. We just, you know, we chilling. We're trying to iron all this out. Lighten the load, Right? That one slipped y'all. Hey, yo. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, by me telling these stories, I'm taking one on the chin. Oh, hey, yo. <laughs> so, yeah. Long story short, man, I got one kicking it to me. I got the other one asking me to send him to another address. And, and the hairs on the back of my neck are up. And at this point, it's not even the fear or any type of phobia. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm keeping it real. Like I said, we're learning or whatever. I felt vulnerable physically. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, at the end of the day, if there were three gangster dudes back there, that feeling that you have that somebody might like rob you or whatever, I had that feeling. <laughs> and, and three dresses behind me should make me have that feeling. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so we got to iron this shit out because, yo... <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know, like, and, and that's the feeling that makes people get a little crazy. You understand? Like, I, I'm blessed that I'm able to, like, I'm, I'm good with words. Look at the platform I'm choosing, right? And that's another thing. Like, if you're going to choose to be on a platform, 
You better know how to adhere to rules. You better know if you're talking to a kid, you should know how you're talking to a kid. If you address a if you address a community, right, and you do a podcast, for example, hypothetically, there's a way to address it without you having this hate spew out of you. You having this fear, or if you have a fear, just put it on Front Street. I think that there's something about being vulnerable in front of a population to allow them to put their guard down and then meet you the rest of the way. And I think that's what a lot of things, but I think that's something that's really important for this subject. I think that <clears throat> people are really operating on like social norms or expectations. People are working on whatever cues they get from society, religion, whatever, you know, communities that they're in. And some of them are more favoring than others, and some of them are super exclusive. And what happens is that it trickles down into us because we have people over us. We have parents, aunts. We hear some of the fly shit that they say in the house. We hear them smiling in somebody's face, but then as soon as they leave, you know, all the derogatory terms and stuff, we see it in laughter and we see it in, in anger as well. We see it in all forms and it becomes our job to diffuse it because it's already tainted our generation. And then we got to let it play out in society and it starts looking like that. I think it's gone a little far when you hear threaten to fight a person and then turn them over. Again, I, I know the fear of feeling like somebody might want to turn you over. And you know what? Hey, yo, I know it's, it's that cab ride. It made me feel like that. But I'm saying, I, was that justified? Should I, like, who the hell am I flattering? They did tell me I was cute, though. So low-key, I am cute, obviously. If I got women and men thinking I'm cute, I got to be cute. You know what I mean? So let's just put that up there. Right? But to say that ride triggered a, a type of fear in me in a way that I felt vulnerable, it was a real thing. And I had to face myself. And I had to really ask myself, and, I, and you know how I did that? I faced that whole situation in comedy. As soon as that ride was finished, I closed the app. <laughs> I called Tati. That had to be like 5.30 in the morning. I was like, babe, <laughs> do you hear that T1? I told my wife. Yeah. I was like, babe. Just like that with the voice cracking and all that. I was like, babe. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, listen. I had to tell a story. I had to, re I had to recover from that. <sighs> I had to tell myself, don't flatter yourself, don't flatter yourself, don't flatter yourself, or whatever. But yeah, man, that's a little loose for me, man. I was a little bit too much, man. But we got to definitely break down these stereotypes and stuff. Um, there's common misconceptions about the LGBTQ plus individuals. Uh, for one, it might not be that they like you. So the fact that they reveal in any form that they're gay or this is whatever their orientation is, has nothing to do with if they have interest in you. But if you're an improper person, it might start off because you know how guys holler mm -hmm. at girls and you're just putting that right there. Yo, ma, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It could be the other way too. So that's a kind of little mm -hmm. caveat, whatever. Actually, that happened to me once. I went on a gay date. Oh, yeah. I did. That's another story. <laughs> Yo, you know what? I'm just going to line all the stories up. I'm going to talk no. about it. I went on a gay date. Please say it, please say it. I didn't know I was on a date. And this, listen, yo, there's... There's a comedian that starts off with that line, and so every time I hear that line, it makes me laugh because I, I, that actually happened to me, and, and it was in church too. <laughs> yes, a Christian church of all places. I'm not going to say the guy's name. I really am. No, I'm not. But this is, all right, I'm going to explain what happened. I'm not going to talk about what church, whatever. So I, <laughs> this is so funny. I'm at a men's group outing, and so we all go out, guys the guys from men's group at this point i got status in the church too like i was hella involved guys y'all y'all get to know me i did a lot of community stuff a lot of i did the political sector the private sector music industry nonprofit, 
chill with young lords. I've been a board member on all kind of things. Like I've been around the block and, and like I say a lot of bad stuff and crazy stories, but that was like younger years, older years. You know, I did my thing. I was involved with a lot of important stuff or whatever like that. But at this point, talking, you know, about church and my involvement, I was a person that of a group like that would try to make sure that everything was taken care of amongst the people who were there. So if there's a newcomer, you know, making sure that they're not overlooked, that they're included. And so I gravitated toward one of the brothers that came with another guy, right? And I'm kicking it. You know, I feel like these other dudes, I see them every Sunday. I see them occasionally on the weekdays. Let me just spend some time. So we kicking it. We in the cut. We all like, you know, there's food environment, there's games and, you know, the same men's group things is the same thing. And, and what are, you know, little games and just simple stuff or whatever. So we there in the group, but I'm off to the side talking with Duke and we're talking and talking, talking. We probably like an hour, hour and a half speaking. And something came up and I think I got a text or something. And I was like, hold on, let me text my wife. The dude jumped back so hard. He took a gulp. It was so animated. But because it was so animated, I can tell the level of shock he had. I'm on my I'm on my text or call, whatever it was. I, I don't know. You drop something on yourself. I'm not paying mind exactly to what just happened. So I'm not making no, again, I said my gay daughter is really low, right? This dude jumped back because I mentioned that I had a wife. Because after that, he's like, oh, wait, your wife? You, uh, you're married? I was like, yeah, married. I got two kids. He was stuttering, right? But it gets worse because, like, that's not enough to just say this dude's gay or whatever. But, like, you know, in conversation with him, I saw his his arrangement and stuff. And, I, you know, every Sunday from that point on, like, I would see him and I will wave. And it was nothing. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, again, it's not something that kept me from, I will see him. I'll talk to him for, like, five minutes. My family's waiting for me, giving me the look, like, get the car, let's go. Like, what happens to everybody after church? Let me be real, right? Everybody's a fake smile. Everybody's looking at you and smiling and thinking about the game. Everybody looking at you, smiling, think about this food they're about to cook or something like that. Hey, yeah, yeah, my sister. They say, thank you, bless you a thousand times. So, like, you know what I mean? I'm doing the dance. Hey, let's be real. I'm doing the dance. I'm doing all that. But, like, I got my whole family I just told you about that made you jump back is waiting for me. <laughs> Bruh, I didn't know I was triggering him. I don't know what kind of obsession. I don't know what kind of thing he does to himself when he thinks about me. But, <laughs> yo, be, hey, yo, no, listen. Because what guy every Sunday, yo, at some point he stopped talking to me, right? But I was coming up to him. I'm like, yo, what's good? I almost said his name, but I, you know, I'll piece him out and say, like, yo, what's up, what's up? Like that. And he'll come up to me, like, yo, you know, I don't want to monopolize the time. I know you're busy. I know you got to talk to people. And that's exactly how he said it, too. I don't want to monopolize your time. I know you'd be over there busy talking to people and stuff like that. But now nah, it's all good. I guess we'll talk another time, but I got to talk to you about something. Like it was always something like that. And then the next week, and he started acting like, Real, yeah, and he started getting like real and jealous. You still haven't noticed nothing? No, at that point I was like, I knew, I knew before when he jumped back, like that was like the reddest flag or whatever, and then the other flags after that was pink, because like I started seeing his mannerisms now, like everything popped out at me, and I was like, why? You know, like horror movies, and not that this is horror boo, because I don't want it to be associated with that, but. The parallel here is like, you know how horror movies will have you think in a certain way, or suspense movies will have you think a certain way? And then there's like that scene at the end when they look back and it was like, they knew all along, they should have known all, all the signs was there, they just couldn't read it. I had that moment with the dude. It was like on the fourth occasion that this dude is like crossing his arms and grilling me down like, yo, you don't even talk to me no more. At this point, I'm saying sorry, like, 
You know what I mean? I'm making my family wait mad long. I'm sending them to the chicken spot. Like, yo, yo, here, get some yo, food. Yeah. I'm not even lying. <laughs> I'm sending them to the chicken spot. I'm here texting my wife. I'll be out in five minutes. I get like five more five minutes. That's 25 minutes. For those who don't know math. Yo, everything is, I started getting the flashes. Like, I started having the imagery of the men's group. I started having imagery of Sunday oh, yeah. one, Sunday two, Sunday three, Sunday four. The men's group was the first date. That was like a blind, what's that? Not a blind date. That was a speed, I had a, a gay speed date. That's what I had. I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. Bruh. I just want to point out, he was, he tried. He tried. He tried. He shot a shot in front of my wife. That's gangster. In church, let me no, no. We talking about gangster gay people. Look, we, I, I I made it sound like Pee Wee was gay, was gangster, a gangster gay. Much respect. Who's more gangster than in the story so far? Yeah. Is it Pee Wee with the what's more gangster or the yeah. gangster dude that's gonna no. get at a dude at a church in the yeah. in the men's group at a Christian yeah. church with his wife and family? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah let me. No, that's the wrong one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We gotta give it up. That's the applause sound effect for that. that I don't even get an A, yo. It's like props to you, but and these are all, I think big guys like me. <laughs> nah, for real. Yo, you know, nah. <laughs> no, because those women were big and they had heels. They were super big. I should have known from that. Again, my gay dog's not is not up there. So like, yo, because they were yeah, but I wasn't thinking. I'm not gonna body shame you. You gotta dress. You you fit in that dress, yeah, yeah. but like you know, the other parts was with that. So, yeah, that was little, <laughs> that was a little thing. But yeah, I was in a gay date once. Um, what else I did gay? I know I have another gay story here involving me doing some AO stuff. That's not really AO, but you know what I mean. Like, but yeah, it's AO. But I I wasn't a, a willful participant. That that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I would be a willful. There's like a line that you gotta draw. Okay, what 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 will be in? Let's let's define that. Okay. We're all straight, uh -huh. so we don't know what we're talking. That's like mansplaining, I guess. So if anybody out there who's of that persuasion, just understand that we're in our not knowing better kind of guessing. So this little activity right here, we're trying to build right here. This is like mad libs of, of gayness if? or whatever. What if? I don't know. What if? All right, all right. We're you tell me. No, no, I'm gonna ask y'all some questions. And we're going to see if it's gay for me to do it. As as who I am now, not me 10 years ago, 15 years ago, a different age. Me currently that I've been married 17 years and I got a family and, and I'm so secure. I don't do those booty games. That's not, no judging to nobody, but nah, like that's, that's turns to a wrestling match and it's not, I don't like it. I never did. You know that. Anyway, T1 knows that because she texts my wife. Yeah. Anyway, let's just move past that. So yeah, um <laughs> Hey yo, hold on, I I I gotta take this long and deep. Give me a second. Me... Wait, no, the I gotta take a puff. I haven't I've been talking all this time. I've been exhaling. I gotta inhale now. Oh I gotta inhale long and deep. Okay, I should have said that first. And I'm blind. I'm sure and I'm blind. I can't even see. All right, so tell me here, because okay, okay. I'm babysitting. I want to know now. Yeah, no, y'all going to help me build this up. We're in a recession. I might want to go out for drinks. <laughs> My wife might not be too comfortable with me hanging out with females. Not that she, you know, that's that's not the matter. This is a, a hypothetical scenario. 
But am I not safe for just going to a gay bar? <laughs> nah, think about the logic. There's okay. no threat. Okay. Right? I'm talking, no, wait, not just a gay, I'm talking about a gay men's bar. Okay. I might even get free drinks. Again, in my track record, I've been attractive to both males and females. That must say a lot about me. Mm-hmm. I think I have it inside of me. Wait, Paul, <laughs> hey, yo. I think I can pull off. No, hey, yo. I think I can visit a gay bar as a straight man, have drinks for free, and still come back home straight. No, nah, y'all got to tell me if this works or not. No, no, there's no test. <laughs> We're iron. <laughs> Chill. I'm 5'4". I'm going to set this up. I want to see it. No, no. <laughs> you're, 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 go, you're going way ahead. This is my question. Okay. Is that me being gay? No. no. That was a hard no or not? No. That, yeah, that's no. Oh, so I could go out for drinks then? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Now, if I lead them on, is that me being gay? You won't. I don't have a moral problem at this point. We're in a recession. <laughs> I won't what? I won't what? So now let's define what that is. You won't get to that point. I, so if I wink, am I? If, if, if the first drink came, but the second one, I got to work for it. You won't. I won't wink for the second drink. We're in a recession. Oh, you don't know how much I'm struggling right now. <laughs> you really don't. You see, by saying that, I probably, hey, yo, myself, right? You don't think I would. You. Y'all dare me? That's what y'all trying to do? I Because so. if, if I go, I'm going to have to post it. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all coming with me? I'm saying that it's a gay men's bar. It's like... We could go together. But to a gay men's bar? Yeah. We could go gay men's bar. All right. Let me ask y'all. Then this is like no jokes aside. You think I'd be safe going? I think you would. You think I... No, no. Wait. Just don't leave your drink alone. When I say safe... <laughs> oh, shoot. The drink part. I'm so naive to that that I'll be killed so quick. I'll be the easiest target. They're going to be like, they're going to have a checklist. Look, another straight man that thought he could do it. <laughs> Keep playing games, buddy. Nah, but look, this is me being a little playful on the idea, but I think that just kind of fooling with this activity can kind of let people know the sarcasm in all this is that like, this stuff doesn't make you any more gay. These are human beings at the core. We all share the same blood. You know, it, you know, depending on who you are, you might share the same drugs with them. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, there's a thousand reasons to be pissed at me. And my sexuality and what I do behind closed doors definitely isn't one of them. And you know what? Get to know me a little further, if anything, because you might hate me for other things. You know, there was that whole, I don't even follow sports, but we had that instance with a basketball player. And that was what he says continuously on interviews because all of us, like, he's a star. He's an athlete. He's a world-class athlete. There's a million... If you're in a room with a... Look, I'm in a room with y'all. I'm in a room with y'all all the time. But if I had a special guest here, I'm going to measure my questions very carefully. Everything aside for that is self-serving. And so it's selfish of you to make somebody else's sexuality your business. Are you kicking it to them? Are they rejecting you? Are you pleading the case that, you know, I think we'll be good? And You know what I mean? It's not that. You just have this... And this is this is across all kinds of circles. And it's terrible for us to see people do that. Because at the end of the day, it's like, it's really not important. You know, we, we, we see the discrimination on that population and it leads to crime. Like, that's when you know that this this like this belief system and, and these ideologies that people may have are really hurtful. And that and unfortunately it even goes for for um um places of faith as well. Because like it's almost like an innocent 
um, like an instigation rather. Mm -hmm. And that's a, a real poor way of saying it. And because that's not the attention of the subject, I'm not going to go into too much detail about that because I really don't know what to call it. But it's almost like they won't, they'll tell you they love you and they love everybody. But at the same time, the scripture will say that it's an abomination. But we love you. And it's hard to reconcile those two things. And, you know, that's kind of where I chime in, where it's like, I think the love for people should supersede, and the Bible does say that. So it's like, you know, we don't see enough of that if we're hating somebody, if we're at the point that we're arguing with you on a public platform, calling you Bati boy, and making jokes at your sexuality. Boy, I'm about to show you these hands and turn you around. You understand? Like, that's a big issue. But playing with the subject and talking about that, and me kind of putting myself on front street, we can kind of get a, a visual on how that looked. Because again, <clears throat> did I become gay in that scenario? That I went to the, you understand? So how about if I kiss him in the cheek goodbye? No, I'm, no but, I yo, but without, I don't think that makes you gay. I don't think that makes you gay. Because there's culture. I won't do it though. I know <laughs> but there's culture, there's also people greet, them, people greet each other like that. Right? Yo, you know what's crazy? <clears throat> wait, wait, but crazy. Wait, wait, wait. I just caught myself out there thinking we got to do more of that so we can get to the subject. Because look, we don't like to put, paint ourselves. For those who are homophobic, mm -hmm. you don't try to paint yourself in a gay scenario. Mm -hmm. So you never see yourself in that scenario to know how you walk out of it. Because you run from it. That's a fear. You understand what I'm saying? The mindset? So look at what I just did. I counted my fear because I challenged myself. I said that. I laughed. And you know what I just thought? How about if there was a Boricua that was probably 15 years older than me? that had the appearance of like a Theo of mine. And he slips a a, 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 a a cheeky kind of huggy, excited, that'll give me that Theo vibes that we say bendicion and we kiss on the cheek. Mm -hmm. You understand? Like it's easy to get swooped up in that. Mm -hmm. Culturally, right? Latinos are the most touchiest people. And then you have like Asians that are like the least touchy people. Mm -hmm. But all these things play into how sexuality is perceived as well. And it's easy for one culture to perceive something as a move and another culture to embrace it a little more. So there's, it's a lot more nuanced than what people want to admit. But I think that you should, for the sake of the argument, think into it and challenge yourself. You shouldn't just leave it at, if you leave your fear at face value, then you never challenge yourself. And that's the problem. And, I, and that was me. Again, I, I admit that. I went a long time having these, these thoughts and these cringes from and then I have to ask myself, but why I'm thinking that? Is it because of what I've heard and I've seen other places, the discussions? Like, there's a point where you have so much inputs, right? That unless you reflect, you don't know what the output is. You're just outputting, you're just reacting. Oi, no. But you know what? If you don't like the way I chew my gum, look that way. You understand? Like, what I eat don't make you shit. Yeah. There you go. That's perfect. Point blank. <laughs> you know? And then there was this other time, right? You tell me if I did the right thing. Because, like, you know, like, when you lose, you lose your appetite, right? Like, that kind of happened to me, like, intimately. Because there was this girl. This is at Vlad's building on Creston. There was this girl that had come with one of the people that was with us. We was in a group, you know, buildings in the Bronx. Everybody smoking or drinking 40s. Philly guts on the floor. Your feet are sticking to the ledge. You got the window open because that building might be like super hot, foggy window. You know what I mean? Bent fire escape, little piece right there. You know? We're chilling in the, in the hallway, making noise and all that, whatever. But there's a girl that came with somebody. And I was being a little flirty with her, whatever, to the point that I was real touchy. And little by little, I was just like, 
hugging her up and kissing her, making out with her, and she's all giggly, <laughs> like you know. But I'm like, I see that nobody else is rocking with her, and I'm not the most handsome of the group to, at that point to be like, you know, like again, like I don't know, and 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 maybe my ADHD and distractibility, I, I was hyper focused on certain things, and so much flies over my head because I'm kissing her and I'm not realizing nobody else really was trying to rock with Shorty. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yo, Shorty's big breasted. Like, she's good. Like, in the face, she's good. I'm the only one, like, like nobody's, she's just there. So I'm just, you know, I kind of come in for the kill or whatever. I'm doing all that stuff or whatever like that. She giggles, moves back, right? And this at this point, for some reason, and maybe because of my insecurity or whatever, at this point, she turns to me. And, and now everybody's looking as though like it was, like, scripted. And she goes, I'm sorry, I'm a man. <laughs> Yo! Yo, it was silent. My voice don't get that deep. Look, this is the deepest my voice gets. And that's because I have a, a microphone here. Probably two, two octaves high, low, lower, whatever is deeper. I didn't even achieve right now that voice. It was believable. And all the guys stopped. And before I punched her, no, before I could punch her, my fault, I'm high. I didn't punch her, guys. Oh, I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Before I could punch her, because that's the only thing I could think. Like, I was deceived. And that's that feeling that people react off of. I think they, Im they imagine it and then fight you. They fight you because of the imagery they had of themselves with you. And they blame you that they have that imagery because you're in front of them in your, in your sexual preference. And I'm telling you from how it came out of me, that feeling of wanting to strike you was that like I just imagined myself, you know what I mean? Like I got I got imagery now in my head of that, mm -hmm. and and that's overcoming me. And then she's like, I'm just playing, and I'm looking at her like, and everybody's looking at me as quiet as fuck. Like everybody's just looking at me there. I made her drop her pants. Nah. <laughs> I made her drop her pants right there in the hallway, and then I lost my appetite. I couldn't kiss her after that. <laughs> so I'm just playing. Everything went back to normal right after that. Like everybody started smoking again. Just like the record starts playing again. <clears throat> Yo, listen. Yeah, this girl. So, like, after that, she's like, and then I'm just like leaning on her and I'm just thinking to myself. Because I'm now stuck, like, because my whole body went through the experience of feeling like that just happened. I could not, like, the equivalent of losing my appetite, that's what happened. But again, it's the fears of the unknown that we face, it's the societal stigmas. You know, like I said, we conjure all these things up and we think of it a certain way and stuff and we got to fight that, you know, and it's an insecurity or it's a threat. And I think a lot of that has to do with people thinking like, again, flattering yourselves, like, why you think it's about you? Why you, you, why you think that you, you know, you catch my eye, right? Because I don't go around thinking every female that passes me, you know, is attractive. I want to get like, it's not like that, bro. You understand? But you don't, you don't do the exercise of putting yourself in other people's shoes. We have to, another as practice, not only educate ourselves, but become empathetic. And that, ep that empathy is something that crosses over everything. It's not just about this subject, but it's about everything. You, we, we deserve to treat our fellow humans as such. Anyway, um, key things I just say, like, you know, when you're out of pocket with the subject or whatever, really check yourself. I think we're at that day and age that we can't be ignorant anymore. I think, and, and you know, some might argue that there's an oversaturation of sexuality, and that's another conversation. 
But those are not the people who are marginalized. Those are not the people who fall victim. So I can care less if it's just a we kind of thing for them. And that's why the majority of this podcast would have been dedicated to that and not the other people. You understand? I understand, you know, and there's, you know, kids and families or whatever. But at the end of the day, you should have your kids' attention more than anything else. You're the one that pays the bills. You you pay for the media that they get. You pay for the fools that they get. You understand? You have a, a good amount of control before they start shaping into what their ideologies are. Most of this stuff is caught at home. Really, most of it is. And a lot of it, you know, is just influence of people who you're around or whatever. I mean, there's phases. Honestly, look at me. I'm a parent. And I feel like nowadays with the way things are, I, have a, I still have an old school mentality. I've been trying to pull my daughter out the closet. <laughs> And it's like that. There's no closet. And she here, cause and I like I this is the way I ask her. I'd be like, you know, if you're gay, it's okay. She'd be like, Why are you saying this to me, Dad? She's 12. And like, you know, she has a shaved head. Obviously, like this is for not y'all. I'm looking at y'all mad intently, like I'm teaching y'all something y'all don't know. For the listeners, you know, I'm a father, I have two kids, a teenage, a preteen and a teen. Uh explains all the gray hairs, catch the IG. But yo. This girl, like, she's very expressive. She likes to be a tomboy one day. She might dress a little bit, but, you know, she she's shaved her hair completely a couple times. She dyes it all kind of color. She's been doing that since she was probably, like, seven, six, seven, eight, something like that. It's crazy. But, like, I've asked her occasionally, like, yo, like, you know, what do you like? You like anything yet? And that's the father of me kind of trying to figure out, like, you know what I mean? Like. Now, we always got this fear that our daughters are going to be hoes. You understand? Like, yo, for real. For real. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's crazy because like back in the days, we had less space and we cut. We did, mm-hmm. we had sex in people's apartments. Little woman, I got a house now, three bed. Like, these kids have opportunity. They got windows on each side. You know what I mean? Like, if they wanted to be really funky with it, you understand? So like, these questions come up natural as a father. And that question of like, you know... It starts kind of evolving into like, so what you like? Do you like anything yet? How you feel? Or whatever. And like, I feel like I'm pressuring her into being gay. Like, all right, dad, you want me to be gay? No, no, I don't want you to. You don't want me to? No, I mean, I'm not saying that either. I don't know what I'm saying. Who are you? I just I just want to be supportive. Your dad, relax and cook for me, bro. That's how she talks to me. But yeah, this little girl's gone through all phases and imagine the pressure, imagine imagine the pressure I can give her by doing that. And this is me in my innocence. In my most innocence of efforts, trying to be supportive, trying to, I'm, I'm freaking overbearing. <laughs> you know, and like, is any of that informed by something that's at the root of me? Is there still a fear of any of that? You know, those are the questions you got to ask yourself when you think about sexuality. And of course, it's more prevalent. But there's also people who think that they're a certain thing and then they rule it out. And we all need experience as the best teacher. And you know, I think people are too scared of if that if that's an experience that, you know, you're gonna regret or whatever, there's gonna be many things you regret in your life. Mm-hmm. You understand? Just be safe in whatever you do. And if that's one of those experiences, that's completely on you. If you dare to have those kind of experiences, then that's the lane you're choosing. Mm-hmm. I know my lane and I play my lane. Your sexuality is not my lane. If you tried it, I'm not going to criticize you. If you tried it and didn't like it, then you had a kid and then you went back to a, you know, same sex or whatever. Like, yo, you do what makes you good, what makes you happy. You be safe in everything you do and you be 
fair to that person you're with. And that same thing applies to your neighbor. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Christians, take note. Because when we talk about sexuality, it gets a little hot, right? Because the Bible says so. You understand? And it's sad that people can justify certain scriptures or use religion to do a harm, to not have empathy. Love above all things, love conquers all. I'm not talking about making love. Love, compassion for people. We need more of that to push this conversation, to keep people like academics, not doing the foolishness that they do. And for people to be able to like, you know, come out and, and decide what they want to do. It's all about individuality. Anyway, so that's uh, some of what we need to focus on. These are the things that's important about that conversation. I encourage you guys to look more into LGBTQ plus in the communities. Of course, I am no expert on the conversation. So if there's anything that you're curious about, there's tons of resources out there. You can just do quick searches. And like anything that you're going to get into or you want to understand more, whether it's something you're going to do or something you just are curious about, you understand? Just get some information, learn something. There's tons of resources. We're at the information age. So it's, it's, not, it's nothing for you to go ahead and look for how to, why this, and get information. As long as you do it with an open mind and an open heart, you should be good. So continue to look on that and look for issues that you can kind of gather around and things that foster inclusivity. You know, we've had a million things that can divide us, but what keeps us, what's in common? What keeps us together? Those are the most important things. And you audience, the listeners, I thank y'all for tuning in. I um I appreciate your perspectives and your feedback. And so we're just uh, on this journey together. So thank you for interacting on all the platforms. Catch the IG again, my Bronx story and my other personal one kingsbridge underscore rich catch me on tiktok as kingsbridge underscore rich and i'll catch y'all guys next time hey yo peace hey.